Hey, I'm Pauline, and this is a Journey to Fulfillment podcast. Learn from awesome people who have gone through personal transformations so you can be inspired to grow, create, and live a truly fulfilling life. Hello, everyone. I've got Sonia Cruz Auto on the show today. Very excited to be speaking to you. Welcome. Hi, Pauline. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. So happy yeah. to be here. Honored to have you. So, Sonia, please introduce yourself and what do you do? Sure. Look, my name is Sonia Cruz, as you well said. I'm originally from Spain, but I'm currently living in Ireland. Actually, I'm in the west of Ireland right now. Just moved here six years ago. Um, my background is in corporate IT, but actually I am now a travel coach, travel and life coach. I like to describe it like a mix between life coaching and travel agent, like a mix of the both combinations. And my specialty is travel for self-discovery. Wow, that's amazing. And yeah, very interesting as well. Like I haven't heard um, about travel coaching before. So it'd be good to, to learn from you um, and for the audience as well as to what it's all about. First of all, what's your story? Like how did this all, you know, this idea or this travel coaching, how did it all start? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true that it's a concept that is quite new. And actually, I didn't even know myself about it since one year and a half ago that I discovered. And actually, I implemented, I was my first client. I like to say I was my first client because I didn't even know that I was doing that, but I transformed my whole life through travel. And as I said, my background is in corporate IT. I've been doing this all my life uh, since my early 20s and even move countries from Spain to Ireland with promotions because this is what, what I was doing. My my life career was like, uh, you know, try to climb the ladder of the corporate and one promotion after other. And this is uh, how I landed here in this beautiful country. But then it was a moment of my life that uh, was um, early 2018 that I had to make a decision because it was like a big promotion available that I thought rationally, logically, is uh, the way to go, was what I w- the opportunity I was waiting for. But uh, something inside didn't feel good. Something didn't feel aligned. I imagined myself there in that position, and I didn't see myself happy. And I didn't understand because, you know, all, were all the ticks, all the reasons I even moved countries because of this kind of opportunity, and I didn't feel was was for me. So I decided uh, to, you know, it's like my brain said something, my heart said a different thing. So I decided to do nothing, don't go for this opportunity and actually think about. So I, for the first time in my life, I think I stop to think about what I really wanted mm-hmm. instead of just going by default and the next logical step of what were, you were supposed to do. And uh, I stop and I f- start thinking what I really want, what I really like right? What, uh, what are my passions? And I arrived to the conclusion that two of my passions, big passions, one is personal development. I always been so interested in mindset, in, you know, growing, becoming the best version of myself. I study psychology also um, in, in the university and I'm a neurolinguistic program master practitioner. I love coaching. All this always attractive and I implement it a lot and also implementing in in my work. But the other big passion was travel. And in that moment, I realized that I was not investing time as much as the other passion. I was not investing time on it. I was more focused on on my work. And travel was always in the back of my mind. But I felt like it was something that I will do one day. You know, one day I will do it for sure. For sure, one day I will do it. Mm -hmm. And I was just procrastinating. And this day never arrived. And I was, you know, about to turn 40 as well and it was like okay when I want to do that if it's not now when so I decided that I I don't know I want just to travel I just want to travel I I will think what I do with my career because I knew for sure that I didn't want to go in the direction I was doing in the in the ladder of the corporate but I didn't know what to do and I I know as well that I didn't want to be in the same place for the rest of my life because you know I'm this uh, growing mindset as I said I want always to to grow and do more Mm. But I didn't worry about that. I just focused on travel. 
So I just, you know, join a travel club and meeting lots of people around the world, start traveling. I, in 2019, I traveled 15 times visiting 11 countries in, wow. in 12 months. So it's nearly one different That's country amazing. per month. Yeah. And just, this just changed my mind of what's possible because I always had excuses that, you know, I don't have anybody to travel with or the right people to travel with or the people who, you know, um, I want to travel. They are not free the same day I, I, I am free or I have, yeah. you know, no time and to retire. I, I think also that a lot of people would have these kind of like thoughts or these kind of excuses, especially when you're working, you know, you're busy climbing the corporate ladder or, you know, you've got a lot of things that to strive for as well. I'm really curious about the, you know, when you said that you, got to a point where you you know you had the promotion in your lap but then you stopped you stopped to actually think what were the factors that led you to stop because it's easy to just be like you know I've got this opportunity right in front of me and I'll just I won't I won't even think twice about it I'll just take the next step or this is what I've known my whole life and I know I can do this job well, so I'll just take it. Like, what were the things that led you to actually stop and think? Yeah, no, that's a good question because I this is what I was doing all my life, you know, just going through the same promotion and not even think. So it's like, of course, this is the, the path I, I chose and I go all the way in, you know. But in that situation, yeah, something, I, I, I don't even explain it this way. I imagine myself in that role and I imagine myself feeling miserable. <laughs> I don't know. So I just saw the, the current director in that moment, lovely man, really love uh, my, my former boss, but he was the first arriving in the, in the you know, department, the first arriving in the office, the last leaving the office. He even lost hair, not seeing mm. his family, lots of pressure. And I imagine, why do you want that? So why do you want to be in this situation? It's because of the money. No, it was not because of the money, because I already was well-paid. I already had a good lifestyle. Of course, my money always is good, but it was not the reason. So it's because of, I don't know, is the recognition what you're looking for? You know, I was starting asking these questions. Why do you want to be in this position that was clearly more unhappy <laughs> than what I was in that moment? And when so you were asking yourself, like, yeah, like when yeah. you were asking yourself the questions, did you have a certain method or way that you would organize your thoughts? Or was it just like you were just thinking and thinking, or would you have some method that you would use so that you could actually download the thoughts and then make a better assessment as to like, should I take this job or shouldn't I take this job? Or what do I want to do with my yeah. life? Well, I, I now that you say I have I have a method, but in that moment, um, I suppose. I didn't think about that. So it was more connecting with the feeling. My own body was saying something was not aligned, something was not good. So that's why it was, so it was a strong, so it was an incongruence, very strong that I had to listen. And then is when I start thinking why all this is coming and, you know, that is like, no, don't go this way. And 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 I, I just start asking these questions. But since you ask the method I usually use when I am conscious that I am in a, you know, dilemma, is I call it the, the decision matrix. So I can share with you if, if you think it would be useful. Yeah. yeah so what I do is like, I just write like a, in the paper, like a matrix, like a, a cross. And I, I, two columns, right? And two rows. And I put in the first row, I say, okay, what's the best can happen? And the, in the right, um, so in one column, I say what's the best can happen. In the other column, I say what's the worst case scenario, the worst can happen, right? And there in the first row, I say if I say yes, and the second row is if I say no, right? Mm -hmm. So then I have what's the best thing can happen? What's if I say yes? What's the best thing can happen if I say no? What's the worst thing can happen if I say yes? What's the worst thing can happen if I say no? And usually when I write this uh, down, it gives me clarity about, you know, the feelings. So it's putting yourself in that imaginary situation and also you see the likelihood of what's the probability of all these things happen and helps to make decisions yeah but in that moment I didn't do that if I have to be honest Pauline because mm. was something that was too strong for me to even doubt about so it was a clear no um so I just yeah I just knew for sure this is not what I had to do mm -hmm. but I didn't know what I had to do so I knew for sure I was not going to be in the same position uh, for the rest of my life, because as I said, I always want to grow and, and 
see what I'm capable of and see what I, you know, my skills I can use the best. I want to be the best version I can I can possibly be in this life. So I know I have to grow, but I didn't know the direction. I was lost. Yeah. I felt so lost because I all my life was doing the same and it felt in that moment good. And this is what I have to do. I, I was not disliking my, my job. I was actually in that moment, I thought I was happy because I was good. I was learning, but um was not enough was not uh what I knew I was meant yeah, to do so, so. It, it, it sounds like it's come from a very strong place of intuition you just you just mm-hmm. knew and you even though you didn't know what the next steps were but like you started with the the things that you didn't want yeah, instead yeah, and being right. really certain about the things that you didn't want and then from that point making a decision that's right so I was yeah, I was, you know, creating this life by default. And that moment is like my body said, enough, <laughs> don't go further. That's mm-hmm. that's enough. So it's another path that's for me, but I didn't know what. So I think just by intuition also, because I, as I said, I was investing in my personal growth since very young. So I always, you know, coaching NLP, um, also leadership and management uh, master. Uh, so I thought lots of work in myself and I was very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that uh, the, the the answer, I didn't see it in that moment, but I knew the answer was related with my passions because I know your passions are not random. Your passions are put there in your heart for a reason. So it's, you need to just follow your passions and then the things will happen. So this is what yeah. I did. So how you did know, you with, uncover, with like, like you meant, yeah, how did you uncover the um, passions and then start to have that sort of plan for yourself for the next step? Yeah, so... To find your passions is, uh, well, there are different methods, right? But it's, it's thinking about what would you do if you were, you know, for the, imagine you gain the lottery, what would you do with your life? Or if you have to do something and not get paid for it and don't feel resentful, what this thing would be, um, you know, something that actually makes you feel happy, connects you with joy, Um yeah, so things that uh, you would be talking all the time, conversations that naturally come of, from you or even books that you feel drawn to or movies or, you know, things that actually you feel drawn for some reason. These are little hints about what are your passions. Mm. So I knew that if I had to, you know, uh, gain the lottery, I would just travel for the rest of my life. I have this for sure. And then is when I realized, are you actually doing that? How many countries have you visited? Uh, and it was like, you know, um, the way I was traveling also was very different. It was like more ticking off, you know, okay, done, done, done. And mm. more another kind of job I had to do when I was traveling. Oh, I have to see that and I have to see that. And I actually was feeling even more exhausted after the trip than, than before, you know. Yeah. So it was not the kind of travel I wanted to enjoy. It was different. Because I, even for myself, I know that with um, with traveling, for a lot of people who work in the corporate background um, or, you know, have um, quite a demanding role, they use holidays as a way to escape. That's and right. sometimes the escaping it, you know, like, yeah, sure, you feel like relaxed and refreshed for like the time that you're on holidays. But then when you get back into your job or you go back to reality, it's still a slog. It's still something that you feel like, you know, it's, I'm still not happy, although I had a bit of a re- reset, but yeah. So yeah, it's hard, you know, like it's or, great, or but feeling, yeah. Because they, they just seen what's possible for them and they don't have it. So they even feel more miserable that they are not doing what they really want to do if, if they are not happy with their current situation after traveling, you know, because they have seen this and they don't have it. It's like, you know, it's, it's uh, like how they call it, like the the after trip blues, you know, that they feel like they are still there and they are missing that. You kind of need so, a holiday from yeah. the holiday, I find, as well. <laughs> that, that's right. And you said something very, very, uh, yeah, on point. So we are, and I was doing as well, uh, using travel as a way of escaping. It's like, you know, like people take drugs, you know, to, to escape reality. Yeah. And, and actually then come back to the same point they were before. And it's like a wheel, you know, like hamster wheel. So you need to have holidays and then back to the same place, holidays and back to the same place. So that's what actually travel coaching helps with. So it's growing from your trips. So it's not going back to status quo after the trip, but actually moving forward to give you this awareness to move forward and actually create the life you want to create, the lifestyle to mm-hmm. do the changes you want to 
to do the the, the, so what what did you what did you do next like what was the next plan so once you were like yep I don't want to do this anymore I know that and I love traveling then what did you do next I just travel so as I said I was just traveling uh having fun with no agenda you know I was just keeping my job I didn't change anything but I was more aware as I said, with no excuses of not having people to travel with because I was in this uh, beautiful travel club with other travelers around the world that were in the same situation, uh, having meeting people uh, from different backgrounds, not having excuses about um, not having time because just you just press a button and you book and you are there, or even, even the money because it was like a bull buying power of travel, um, cheaper, so it was just... No excuses, the money, time, or companions were the excuses that always was, uh, you know, buying myself. So I just, as I said, uh, traveled to 11 countries um, in one year. And for me, it was just experience to see this is possible because every year I used to do like one big trip with, if I was lucky, you know, mm-hmm. if I was lucky. And imagine visiting 11 countries in one year was like something I thought while traveling full time in a, you know, management uh, responsibility role. So it was like all, all of this, it was like mind-blowing that was this possible and I did it. But what happened afterwards was even more um, crazy, right? Because I met my husband between uh, one trip to another. So it was very funny, the story. Wow, that we were how did that happen? That was, I can share with you the story because it's very funny. So we met uh, in Dublin. We were introduced. We met for, for a date. And it was great. And then he asked me for a second date the week after. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in Dubai next week. And he said, oh, no worries. We are going to meet again when you are back. Have fun. Sure. So I went on a trip to Dubai. We visited Dubai, Abu Dhabi. It was a beautiful trip. One of the best uh, I remember uh, that year. And then I came back. And yeah, we met again. And we had a lot, another lovely date. And he said, oh, are you free next week? He said, actually, next week I'm in New York. <laughs> he was like, wait. What? But you met him on the holidays? Um, no, I met him in Dublin. I met him in uh, back in oh. Ireland. Oh, so you met yeah. him here. And then, but you yeah. were traveling as well. You were in the traveling journey. So, but yeah. he was here. Yes. Oh, yes, he's Irish. Yes. So he's Irish uh, and I was working in Dublin in, in Ireland. So I was, uh, once a month I was traveling, but back, you know, the trips were like four days, five days, maybe the longest was 10 days you know, but then back and work. So it was like a normal week and I was here. And, but the week after it was in Dubai. And then I was there in Dubai, maybe I don't remember if uh, maybe seven or 10 days and back. So we met another time when I was here. But the following week I was going to New York and Canada. So he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so you're in one place of the world, the week after in the other place of the world, and you just a secret spy or something. So he really loved that, uh, you know, vibe that I was just being happy and, and putting, you know, myself first and doing what I, yeah, I, I also felt it. You know, I felt that that uh, vibration that I was um, living my best life. Totally. Isn't that amazing, so right? Yeah, yeah. That. because there's a lot of people who, you know, like, uh, you know, they would love to have a dream partner or to meet someone, you know, the love of their life. And um, and sometimes they kind of not sabotage, that's not the right word, but they kind of don't put themselves first mm. for a relationship. <laughs> Yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts on that? Like, um, you because you mentioned yeah. about vibration and all these things. Some people might not really understand how that what that yeah. is, and you know. But but yeah. um, I mean, from your own experience in terms of you know having to build a new relationship with someone and putting yourself first, um, like what did you learn from that, or you know what kind of yeah, what give us some insights yeah. into what that is all about. Yeah. Yeah, when I say vibration is actually thoughts and feelings, especially feelings, the way you feel, right? So the, the way you feel, actually, people can feel it. You feel it, but other people can feel it. It's like this ripple effect that everybody feels, oh, uh, that's she's she has lots of light, you know, it's, mm, it's like happy. And yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's very, very interesting you said that because I don't think that's what, that was a coincidence because uh, when you are feel, you are feeling happy, People want to be around you and people feel attracted to that. And putting yourself first, as I said, as you said, is something that especially women um, 
you know, unfortunately, we are just maybe more trained or programmed to put others first, to care for others. And we actually sometimes forget about what makes us happy. And we are more connected with what we have to do and make sure everybody's happy. And, uh, you know, um, this can also affect how we feel because we feel tired. We feel, you know, maybe resentful sometimes or maybe, you know, not people don't understand how we feel. And, and these feelings, again, people also can feel it. So they don't want to, it's just normal, it's human. People want to be around people who make them feel good. And if you are not feeling good yourself, how are you going to make feel good people around you? People, yeah, they, it's not that they are bad people, it's just they want to be with people that are happy. So the first rule is make yourself happy. When you make yourself happy, you will be able to make others even happier. It's like having your uh, glass uh, of water full of water you can give water to everybody if your glass is uh, your glass is empty you have not even for you how you are gonna give to others you cannot uh, give this um, energy to others so that's important that you practice putting yourself first not feeling selfish because this is something that sometimes we feel guilty of selfish of putting ourselves first because actor is very generous mm-hmm. when you invest in yourself and you invest in feeling happy yourself you are generously giving happiness just because it goes from the from the inside out to everyone. So yeah. it's actually a very generous um, act of creating happiness in the room just mm. for your being there presence. And I'm curious as well, like the because um, you know when you're feeling good and everything, your plan to travel. So you said you were going to go to like New York next. Was there any time in your mind where you thought? If I go and do these things, will he stick around and wait for me? Did you ever have that thinking come across? Or you were just like, I've got my plan and I'm going to be tra- traveling and yeah. I didn't even know. No. Look, and, and I was many years single before that. And I was like thinking, I was attracting the same kind of men all the time that were not the men for me. And, you know, it's like it was in a vicious circle that what I'm doing, that I'm attracting this kind of man and um I just couldn't care less because I thought look if he's the man for me he will stay um I, I don't gonna care because why I'm gonna sacrifice my happiness and my life for a person that I don't even know if he's the right person mm. because it was like you know the first the second date with all this happened was very early I didn't even know I didn't even think on him about husband at that time so was something that just happened naturally and because and because of that I think he even liked him like me more you know because mm-hmm. I didn't I was not trying to I was not trying to force any outcome of that I said look this is who I am this is what I want to do if if you like great if you don't like great so this is who I am and, and this is what I want to do with my life yeah that's beautiful so and really was, really yeah. great um, attitude to have as well that you're like you know you're staying in your lane you're staying focused on the things that you want to do and the right people will come into your life totally that's mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and I always believe you know you cannot lose the right person for you you only can lose the wrong people for you if you are you know true to yourself is the best thing you can do to be surrounded by the right people mm-hmm. yeah powerful yeah okay so um the the traveling continued yeah. Yep. And then like yeah, what happened after that? Yeah. So at the end of the year, actually, um, yeah, it was December. We had the last trip was New Year and actually did it with, with my husband. And we went to London uh, to see the fireworks and it was amazing. Um, this was four months. We met in August. It was four months. So January, I launched a book. So all this... Um, yeah, you know, I was seeing how implementing because, of, of course, I was traveling, but I had already all this uh, personal development in my, I was doing coaching, working with coaches and mentors, and I had all this already in me. I just was implementing it while traveling without knowing I was doing that, right? So I I launched this book on, on personal development and all the things I learned and that I implemented in the travel. But at that time, I didn't know it was travel the catalyst, you know, uh-huh. so I didn't know that was thanks to travel that I was actually accelerating these results because also you're just doing it naturally like you were just sort of coming up with your ideas as you were traveling in that year and everything yeah I was just recently while I discovered travel coaching that I knew that I was doing that without knowing so in January I launched the book then 
um, end of February, March, COVID started, right? And and uh, just I was living in Dublin. My husband was living in the west of Ireland, so he invited me to to be here because it was more spacious, more the nature was more, uh, you know, for the lockdown was better. So he invited me here in March, and in April he uh, proposed me. We got married uh, last October, and then. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. We just first uh, wedding anniversary uh, recently. And um, yeah, so some changes also because I was working remotely still in, in the IT company, but some changes were there, um, changing in my role in my department. So I had the opportunity actually to, to step away. So I had the opportunity to actually, uh, you know, um, take a redundancy package that I was offered after so many years I was working in the same company from Spain, that I was moving from Spain from Ireland. So I took it as a gift from the universe and do actually what I wanted to do, which is starting my business. So I decided I don't want to do corporate anymore. I want to be my own boss and I want to do coaching. I knew I, knew I wanted to, to coach, but I didn't know what exactly about. But at that moment, I said, it's something about travel for sure. So I started to do research. I started to go online, uh, you know, Googling, and I realized I found out travel coaching that was actually a profession was actually a thing quite wow. new interesting especially in europe yeah yeah so there is a few already in america but uh, in europe i didn't know maybe two or three more that were doing that so i did more research i found that is actually a certification uh, with the travel coach network that i got certified uh, about for the institute uh, international coach federation so i got certified in travel coaching and since then i started my business Full time last year in the middle of the pandemic. So that's short, so brave. long story short. Yes, so brave. And it, it all happened yeah. so quickly. Like you met, like you went traveling, then you you met your now husband as well, and then got married, and mm-hmm. and then you started a business as yeah. well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So all this happened in, in would say a few yeah little little more than one year in, in less than eighteen months. What do you think is the thing that what was the catalyst or the thing that made all of this happen so quickly, do you think? Because some people think that, you know, change takes a lot of time. It can take yeah. like years or something. But for you, I mean, it didn't take like two men too long. It sounds like like within a year you made all these changes. So um, what does it come down to when it comes to change? Yeah, so... That's, that's also a question, right, that I ask myself because with both, with the relationships... I was very unlucky. And also with uh, the business, I had this idea of doing my business since the last crisis, you know, in in 2010, the financial crisis in 2010, Mm, 29. I was thinking maybe that's the moment, but I didn't feel, I don't know, um, was the time I was ready, you know? So I had other opportunities, but was that moment, was that year? And I only can say the travel is the catalyst. So the travel is the catalyst of all these uh, work that I've done on myself, that I already did on myself, but I implemented it. Because one thing is knowing intellectually of the concepts, and another thing is experience them in your body, experience them in real life, you know, and this is what travel gave me the opportunity. So I believe travel has two big components or elements that are very unique, that there is nothing else that I know that have them, which is the first one puts you out of the comfort zone, which is the thing that human beings have to do when when we, we want to grow and we want to change, get out of your comfort zone, out of your automatic programs. You know that because in your familiar life, uh, 90% of the time you are in, in autopilot. You are in your subconscious mind, runs the life for you. So since you wake up to do the same routines, if you think, right, drink the same coffee with the same cup and have the shower in the same way and do the same routines, go drive program or it's habits it's made up of routines habits and this is like the program that we have and they're comfortable right because you don't need to even to think you can do other things and it's just a robot and you are not even making the decisions sometimes it's your body who already knows the way so this breaks totally so breaks this uh, this familiarity this uh, routine these programs and actually put you in front of a new environment new space and you are actually now making the decisions. You're actually, okay, what I do today? What I'm going to, how I react to that? How I, you know, engage with this? So you are making, actually, you are, you take back this control that you kind of lose in your familiarity routine. Also gives you the space to uh, 
you know, distracts you for the noises of of uh, the 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 um, the everyday, you know, the responsibilities. So this is the other the other big thing, put you out the comfort zone, but also frees you from expectations. So that's the other big thing. So right. it frees you from any expectations from yourself expectations and from what other people because what other people expect you to to behave, what other people expect you to to dress, to even you know wear the makeup and and you are kind of living embodying a role and can be also I don't know but you can be a mother you can be a daughter you can be a sister you can be even your job role you are That's a manager really whatever you are yeah I like that point because if you travel, you are not any of these things if you travel alone you are not you are just you I yeah? think so what you it, yeah what exactly so what you're saying is that it's almost like when you intellectually you can imagine yourself like or if you're into traveling you can obviously talk to someone who travels and all that but until you're in that situation it's almost like you are breaking the habit of being you in a sense or your identity um, or your normal programming and so when you are in I imagine that in a new situation not only are you uncomfortable because you have to adapt and make decisions on the fly um, so you are no longer in routine but then the other thing is you said about freeing yourself from expectations because I guess when you're in a new environment um, you don't really have those kind of same people around you and you don't have to really have to play the role like if you are a mom or if you are um, a daughter or like you said um, there's nothing that's really like the judgments is all gone yeah, and especially because people who know you kind of expect things from you. And they see you, the person you 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 are or you've been in your past. They know your, your story. So they kind of know, you know, if somebody sees, oh, uh, you know, uh, Pauline is, um, yeah, she's very generous. She will expect from you to, to give. But maybe one day you don't want to, you know, you want to just take this time for yourself and then they're going to look, oh, what's going on with you? Why are you not doing that? So they, they expect, they have expectations. And you also put yourself these expectations on yourself. When you are there, you're traveling, nobody knows you. They don't know who are your parents. For me, for example, my father uh, used to be a policeman in a small town in Spain. So everybody know me like the daughter of the policeman. And, uh, you know, uh, they already had this, I had this role. So I could feel like maybe they don't know me as me. They know me as my father's daughter. You know yeah. what I mean? So when you are there, you are just you. And then you can be light or disliked or whatever, but for who you are, they don't know your, your yeah. background. They don't you know can choose your own character. Background. So you're your own, yeah. you know, you go on the adventure and you can be whoever that you want to be. Maybe one day that you decide you want to be, I don't know, a happy person. The next day you want to be sad and it's completely okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. If you if you are always sad and then one day you are happy, it's like what's wrong with you? And they make you be sad again because this is who you are. It's comfortable. But if right? you are traveling, you can be happy and nobody's gonna be so strange. They're gonna say, Oh, that's a happy person. And then you see another face, another, you know, face of yourself, and then maybe you can try. You can try in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. You can try things and don't feel uncomfortable, don't feel people look at you weird or expect different things of yourself and also meeting yourself. So it's, it helps. I think the best way to explain is it helps to um, see the difference between who you are and who you were taught to be by society, by, um, you know, uh, education, by other people's expectations, who, who you are authentically inside mm-hmm. when you are not playing any role outside yeah. with family and job. For your experience on traveling, what would you say that th- throughout that year, that you got to really like experience it, get out of your comfort zone, not have the expectations. What were your biggest learnings or takeaway from from that experience itself? Yeah, I would say that just do what makes you happy, not thinking. And this is was very big for me because I kind of um, define myself like uh, I like to control things. I like to you know being in control also because of my role of manager. Um, yeah, I've been, you know, the the older uh, sibling, you know, responsible, making things happen. So I think this is also comes from my um, own expectations to be in control, be in charge and control outcomes, make things happen. So I didn't expect to make anything happen. I was just in the present moment, 
I was just enjoying the the, the life <laughs> and being the, the best I could be, but not in a mental way, but more in a relaxed, leaning back body way, you know, so being mm-hmm. present, feeling it more than planning in the future or, you know, I was always more in the future, what I'm going to do next and what, forget about it. So mm-hmm. it's not about what I'm going to do next, it's about who I am and then my future will find me. So when you Such are just passionate. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I, I totally relate to you. Um, you know, I think when you are in corporate or whatever it is, when you're in your normal life, it's easy to control things because you are in the habit of it. And there's like structure and there's things in place. And, it, you know, you kind of just um, you can plan things and always be thinking about the future and what's next. But when you're in the new environment, you kind of have to be aware of like what you're doing and the decisions that you're making because, you know, your decisions impact what happens next to you. If you like, you yeah. know, I'm just that you, you take the side that if someone offers you a coconut water or a drink, do you take the drink or you don't? And if you do, each one's going to have its own consequences, right? So you can't just go and like just do what people tell you to do or be in a structure. You, every It's not like coconut water every day. It's like today in this moment I'm having this, but the next moment's going to di- be different. Totally. And when you are traveling, you cannot control because there are so many things out of your control. Mm. So you, you are not familiar with the environment. You don't know what's going to happen, right? So it's something that you need to learn to just trust, surrender, and being being well with, uh, you know, if, if you miss the plane, if the, the other the commute is late, you need to learn about these things because are out of your control. You're not in your familiar environment. So it's something that pushes you. There is no option. Mm. So it forces you. What about the consequences? Like if you are in an uncomfortable environment and no one expects you to do anything, for you, how did you feel like, I mean, it's great to talk about that there's all these highlights, you know, on social media and everything. Everyone can have like all the highlights of traveling. But what are the things that people need to think about in terms of, you know, like the emotion side of things? Like sometimes it can get pretty hard if you're like traveling by yourself or like if it's super uncomfortable and you really don't have a plan. What are sort of the pitfalls of of traveling or that experience? Yeah, well, first of all, I always recommend that people is clear about why they are traveling, right? Why, why they are taking this trip is the first thing they need to be clear about because if you don't know why you travel, why you travel, yeah? Basically, so make this make these intentions clear. So if you travel for growth, if you travel for self-discovery, if you travel just for having fun, if you travel for relax, what is the purpose, right? Well, how do you want to feel when you are there and how you want to feel when you are back? So if you are connected with these feelings, you know, reminding yourself about this and journaling. So it's, it's something that also travel gives you, right? That it gives you this self-awareness because you are more... Again, you are not an automatic pilot. So sometimes you catch yourself thinking things. You know, the thoughts are like, oh, where is this thought coming from? Why am I thinking that? Or how, why am I feeling that suddenly? Why am I feeling this? What am I thinking that makes me feel this? So journal about that. This awareness is very priceless, you know. You maybe are not aware in your daily life because there is so much noise, as I said, and you are busy and you are not even thinking about what's going on. But these are actually automatic programs in the subconscious that are running there that make you feel some way that you can put the attention there, write it down, journal about it. And actually only when you're aware, you can shift them. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you feel in a way that you don't want to feel that is not aligned with the way you want to feel in this trip, you go to the thought that is making you feel. Usually if it's a bad feeling that feels bad in your body, you, it's, a, it's a negative thought that you are saying to yourself. Right. So what I usually do is flip it to a positive affirmation. So if you are, thinking, I don't know, um, I'm lonely or whatever is the, the the feeling that you are feeling is just nobody, you know, I'm here alone. So change the, the positive charge from negative to positive and start focusing on how many people are here. I'm not alone for sure. Look at all the other people, how I can start conversations maybe, how I can introduce myself to somebody instead of the victim mode that I'm lonely, how you can take ownership and say no actually there is lots of people I'm not lonely how I can make friends Mm -hmm. and start maybe you know these conversations connecting with the feeling you want to feel 
Mm-hmm. It's very self-empowering though, to be able to do that. And I can imagine, like you mentioned loneliness. Now that, that is something that a lot of people I'm sure have been feeling throughout this time of 2020, 2021, all the lockdowns, can't travel, can't do the things that they want to do. And they do feel not even on the holiday. It's just like in their own home and in their own life. It's like, it's pretty lonely when I can't go to work or I can't see people. Um, So, yeah, what would you sort of like journaling is one way, um, but I think Mm -hmm. what happens is when people are in the moment, like if you're stuck at the airport by yourself or if you're actually in lockdown at home, um, you kind of get stuck with your own thoughts. And sometimes it's really hard for someone to go and like, oh, just pull out my journal and I'll just write all these things down about my thoughts. Um, Yeah, how how do you cope or how do you deal with that to change that? To actually get awareness, yeah, of that yeah. happening. Yeah, that's that's quite different because you know it's not the same that you feel this way because you you are telling yourself a lie, you know, that I'm lonely when it actually is not because you can do something about it. When you are actually at your home in lockdown and you actually physically can't do nothing, that's very disempowering. So this is totally different situation and and it's very sad if somebody's feeling this way. But of course we can do things to feel better. So maybe you can. Yeah, you can say, look, you can have we have social media, we can talk with family members or have a phone call, but it's not the same of meeting in person. We know that for sure, right? So in these cases uh, are very extreme and, and hopefully exceptional that it's not going to happen anymore in the future, fingers crossed. But if this happens, what I recommend, so it's like not trying to feel happy. If you are in this situation that actually physically you can do nothing to meet in person to person you want to to meet or something you want to do, um, but try to feel a little, just a little bit better. So I see like the emotions like in a scale, like in a ladder. So if loneliness is you know in the one of the bottom, then the more um, negative kind of emotions that are feel heavier are in the bottom, and the positive happiness and joy that feel lighter are in the top. So imagine uh, loneliness is there, how you can feel a little bit more better. Not you need to be happy. Maybe you just need to be, you know, relaxed or just hopeful. So what you can do right now, what small action, maybe it's just that would make you feel a bit better. Maybe it's just taking hot bath. Maybe it's just a cup of tea. Maybe it's watching a movie. Whatever it is for you in that moment, don't try to feel happy. Don't try to feel, you know, jump at the top of the ladder. Just something that you can do right now that can make you feel a little bit better. And step by step, step by step, step by step, you can go and climb this ladder and actually come back to, to feeling better. Yeah. No, I really like that as well. It's, um, I think when you try something that is not really happening for you right now like when you don't accept it or you reject the fact that you know maybe you are feeling a certain way um that's when there's a lot of resistance and you can kind of get get deeper and deeper into that emotion but like like what you said it's just like um yeah sure i can't maybe travel right now or i maybe can't see the people but uh, like there are other alternatives um that i can just feel a little bit better even if it's one percent better one percent better every day is still is still compounded to be more as well. So um yeah, I think that's that's a really good share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's is yeah, it's a situation that uh, your options are limited physically, limited. So it's it's just about try not spiral down with the negative thoughts, keep yourself, you know, in this state that is temporary, remember it's temporary. But in the meantime, how you can keep yourself on track with the small things, the small actions that you actually can take right now. Mm, yeah, self-care is very important as well, just to get yourself, like you said, raise the positive vibrations. You know, what can you actually do to lift your energy to feel a little bit better? Because then everything changes, right? Yeah. Everything will change around you when you feel better. Yeah. Mm. Perfect. Um, okay. So back to um, you were talking about the um, journaling, obviously, as a way um, to download your thoughts and all of that. Um, in terms of the work that you do, um, how is it different from, say, you know, we see like travel agents and um, consultants and stuff? How is uh, travel coaching different or the work that you do? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's a question that I have quite often. That when I say I'm a travel coach, people think about the travel agent. But the difference, my my own explanation of that is, you know, when you go to a travel agent, is that you will the end goal is travel. The end goal is actually going this trip, have this experience. When you go to a travel coach, the end goal is a transformation, a change. Like the same way you will go to a life coach. Why would you go to a life coach? So think about a life coach, but actually you will use travel. A travel as a catalyst, you know, to multiply the results and, and accelerate the results of all the life coaching work um, you will implement, as I said, not only intellectually, but in a real perfect, unique scenario, which is outside the comfort zone, free from your expectations, and you can implement that, the inner work with the engagement with the destination, mm-hmm. and the change happens in the in the intersection of both, the inner and the external. Okay. So then um, what, what would I, if I'm like uh, a new client, um, you know, would I have to be interested in traveling as a vehicle to come to you or um, like what kind of things do I have to consider to go to like a travel coach? Yeah. So it's something that you, you actually want to travel. So it's not something that you will come to me and I will say, oh, now I have to travel. No, actually you want to travel, but okay. you want to travel, not as a, what we said before, not as a way to escape, not as a way to a temporary relief. So actually you want to come back as a different person. So I use transformational travel is called. So the way the person who will embark in this trip is not the same person who will come back from the trip. Mm. You will come back as a more evolved version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like you want to, you know, get rid of something that in the old and you won't come back and implement something new. It's a change of lifestyle. It's a change of actually who you feel inside as well that will take different actions. So it's about shifting it can be like a big breakthrough or can be just a small thing that you will shift that will change everything Mm, okay so is it more like I guess helping to maximize the experience of the travel itself um, for that person to be able to then they can get the change they want through that experience yeah so it's like the trip is more like an excuse of doing this putting this, you know, reconnecting with themselves. I call it, I call it reconnect with your authentic self. So mm. remember who they are out of the roles of the daily situation that they are going through. So it's like the excuse that, of course, creates the memories and the feelings and, you know, all this beautiful planet uh, that you can explore as well. But actually you will find yourself after that. That's the end goal, I suppose, is the difference. Mm. So you actually want to find purpose, clarity, confidence you know and remember who you are and find purpose as well Mm, okay and what do people normally walk away with like with that outcome in mind do they get a plan or like a strategy or how how does it um yeah what do they sort of um walk away with there is of course course, uh, so actually we meet usually before the trip so they have the experience depends on how long is the trip we meet different sessions before, then I give them a structure, guidance, right? Kind of, we plan together what they're going to do during the trip, during this okay. um, this experience. And then when they are back, we meet again. So we meet up again. So they have been journaling. They have been, you know, doing the different um, activities we, we discuss together. And then when they come back, we talk about what happened, what are the realizations, the insights, what actually, you know, and we create a plan of action from there. Right. To make sure they don't go back, they don't go back to start school, but they are actually implement these and they keep them accountable to implement these changes in their lives. So actually, after each trip, they can they become a you know better version of themselves. They are growing after each travel experience. Mm, yeah. So that's really powerful because sometimes you go on holidays, but you don't have an intention or you don't have a purpose. You're just going to like feel a little bit better. And then you come back and you just go back to your normal life. But there isn't maybe any kind of process for like self-reflection um, or like how to move forward after the trip, like how to maintain, um, you know, the the transformation, as you say. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big difference, exactly. That's a big difference. So not only the, the insights and the realizations you will have during the trip, but also actually you're going to do something about them. Mm. You're going to actually make them happen, make these changes, taking action, thanks to the awareness. So it's about having a higher level of awareness when you come back from this trip that will allow you to have more clarity of aspects of your life that you didn't even know before exist. Mm. 
maybe mm. yeah. answering questions questions that maybe you didn't even even know you you had as yeah. well right so this is uh, so the level of awareness you will have you cannot see it from the place you are until you come back from this trip and then we work with that yeah great great um in terms of yeah in terms of your work so what are you working on these days sonia so right now i'm just planning um short mini retreats of meaningful retreats i call them of self discovery mm-hmm. so this is for people that maybe they don't have uh, time to do like three weeks trip but they want to experience uh, transformational travel they want to experience travel coaching like in a three days trip so i'm creating this uh, workshop right now that i want to expect launch uh, in january so if somebody is interested uh, i can you know share maybe the link they can register is a free workshop i'm going to launch uh, in january so they can also get to know better what's travel coaching and how they can experience this transformation in a mini meaningful retreat um from 2022 so is it is part of the new year resolutions yes maybe i believe the international uh, travel is all good and then everyone can start yeah. getting into it yeah totally yeah revenge travel is yeah. coming awesome we'll um we'll drop all the links in the show notes so anyone can connect with you can do that now i like to always end the podcast with a couple of questions for you so firstly um now that you have gone through the big transformation for yourself from corporate to having your own business to self-discovery right now at this stage of your life what does fulfillment mean to you what does fulfillment mean to me so i feel fulfilled when i realize that i am already in the place that i want to be so what you know this dream that we have that one day will happen realize that actually i am already there I don't need to go anywhere, but I am already in this place is when I feel really fulfilled. Yeah, beautiful. And lastly, imagine that you have accomplished everything that you wanted to do. You've gone to all of the the countries that you wanted to go to. um, You fulfilled all your passions and you have a very successful business and, you know, your marriage is thriving. But after all this, you know, there comes to be a day where it's your last day on earth. If that day comes, what would be the message that you want to send to the world or that you want to leave us with? I would say that this lifetime is not a rehearsal. This is showtime. That's powerful. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. It's been such a pleasure. I've had a lot of fun learning from you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is out. Also rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends because just one insight could change someone's life for better. Now go out there and make an impact and I will catch you in the next episode.